12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mr. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring, I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Well, this time around, the first three episodes of Season 5 were done individually. The rest are going to be two episodes and one. They're gonna, I'm going to double up just because Season 5 is coming back in October, and I want to get things rolling for to finish up in December. So, season, we're doing season four, uh, season five, episode four, entitled Rick Sells His Soul, which aired on October 6th, 1986. When the shoe store owner's nephew gets a promotion ahead of him, Rick sets out to sabotage him. (sighs) Rick, what is your deal? I'm sure that the kid just got that kid got the job because he knows somebody. But the fact that you are just going to diabolically sabotage someone who gets a promotion over you? Go work for your dad. Season 5, Episode 5, The Beach House, October 13th, 1986. Rick's promise to stay true to his girlfriend... On vacation, it's tested when he sees the beach bunny next door. Beach bunny, really? Who wrote this synopsis? And why do you even call it a who he's with a girlfriend? I'm sorry, but I feel in my mind a girlfriend is someone you've been on a few dates with and someone that you're in a relationship with, not just someone every other episode. Oh, here's a new girl. I just met her. Oh, here's a dumped her. Here's a new girl. That's my girlfriend like, no just say the girl girl of the week or whatever because it seems like, like I said every other episode at least or almost every single one he's either dating a girl mooning over a girl getting dumped by a girl thinking of a girl at least every single episode but then again he's 16 17 years old so that's where his head's going to constantly be at. All right, going back to Rick Sells His Soul. 7.4 out of 10 based on 17 ratings. We got a bunch of guest stars. Jacqueline Colton plays... Maybe that means Jackie. Mrs. Winslow. 
Rebecca Cruz plays Girl. Stuart Fretkin plays Jerry. Kenneth Kimmons, Perry Potter. Perry Potter. <laughs> and Phil Rubenstein as Mr. Chicken. <gasps> Mr. Chicken. Why does the name Phil Rubenstein sound so familiar? Uh, I'm trying to see if he was in anything that I would even recognize him in. I don't think so. Oh my gosh, guys, get ready for it. There is actual trivia for this episode. There's like next to no trivia. And since it's, yeah, July 3rd, we got fireworks going off. So if you hear a giant boom that sounds like someone's shooting off a cannon, that's what that is. It's a firework. Okay. When Rick wonders aloud how he can get a promotion at work, his father replies, as your grandfather says, you have to earn it. John Houseman, who played Grandfather Stratton, appeared in a series of commercials for brokerage firm Smith Barney in the 80s. In these ads, his catchphrase was, they make money the old-fashioned way. They earn it. Earn is in, like, what, at? Asterixes? Uh-huh. Great. Yeah, Rick. What do you think? Oh, my gosh. Is he one of those kids that thinks that he can just walk into a job? He's pulling a Kevin Arnold from the Wonder Years who thought that after a month or two or three of working at his job, he could get a, a promotion, a raise. Uh-huh. That's not how the world works. You thought your dad would... I thought your father would have taught you better. I get it. He's a teenager. I get it, I'm razzing on him. I've been razzing on Rick quite a bit throughout the almost two years since I've done this podcast. Like, I know, I know he's a teenager. <laughs> Teenagers are just, they're not realistic. If that were the case, they'd be adults. <laughs> they don't think with that critical part of their brain just yet. They haven't had enough life experience. But uh, I'm interested in these two episodes. I really, really am. So far, I mean, like I said, the last three episodes of season five have been good. And I've enjoyed them. I just remember kind of thinking going into what season five would be. I'm like, oh, it sounds like there's going to be a bunch of clunker episodes. Like, oh, they sound dumb. But there are some out there. The three, they've surprised me. They're good. And I hope that these two that I covered today are going to be great. Let's find out. Of course, before I officially get into Rick Sells His Soul, S-O-L-E, not S-O-U-L, I want to tell you where you can find the podcast. It has its own Facebook page at Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Just type in Silver Spoons podcast, it'll come up. Also, Instagram at Silver Spoons Pod or podcast. One of them. <laughs> also, the ways that you can listen to it SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, under the Punky Power Podcast feed. So, all right. Uh, one last thing. If you want to email the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Just do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. Okay, I'm ready now. Let's get into this episode. Seems like every episode lately opens with that chime, like, homey feeling sound effect. 
first we come out of the intro, we're in the kitchen. Looks like Kate is cooking dinner. And Edward is across the way checking out what's in the fridge. Is this after dinner? Is this... I mean, but she's at the oven, uh, stove, whatever. Wait, is that a dishwasher? Maybe that's a dishwasher. Yeah, because the stove's over there, that metal thing. Okay. Sounds like they have a crappy dishwasher. That blows. Alright. How is she not breaking her foot? Or at least her toes? Because the dishwasher it is not working and she starts kicking it. Mind you, she's wearing heels. But it's like, I'm sorry, but I would think you kick that, especially if she's wearing heels. It's not like she's wearing like a steel-toed work boot. That would hurt. They have a great-looking kitchen. Why couldn't they afford a decent working dishwasher? They just had that kitchen done. At the beginning of season four, has it been like a year and it just all of a sudden stopped? The dishwasher was not working right? You better have a warranty on that. Save that receipt. So Kate, of course, is jumping on like, I'll call repairman. And Edward's like, oh, not so fast, honey. Let me take a look at it. And I'm like, so you're Mr. Fix-It? Really? I don't know, guys. It's season five, and I can't seem to recall a time where Edward has tried to fix something. And even if he probably had, he probably, like, screwed it up worse. Okay, so Rick comes down, and it's like, hey, what's up? And Kate's like, well, your dad's trying to fix the dishwasher. And, of course... Well, Kate even says something like, oh, honey, whenever you try to fix something, you go wacko and you become obsessed. And Rick, of course, like, well, I don't see what's so funny. I mean, Dad's a handy man to have around. I'm like, okay, Rick, what do you want? Clearly, this is, this is typical teenage sitcom behavior. A kid wants something, they're going to immediately start complimenting the parent. Like, oh, dad's a great person to have around when something goes on the fritz and this and that. Yeah, he wants something. Since when would he... Gosh, I don't think... In five, I can't think of when Rick had a job. The only thing I can possibly think of, it was in season one, the junior businessman. But that was because it was for a class, like a project. That wasn't... Him actually getting paid. Rick, calm your crap. He's like, oh my gosh, didn't he invent all the toys for Eddie Toys and blah, 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 blah. It's like, a toy is not a dishwasher, you dummy. They're not even remotely the same thing. Don't go attacking Kate. My God. You're gonna break your toes. Yeah, right in the nards. I'll call a repairman. Well, not so fast, honey. Oh no. You mean oh no? Well, it's just that whenever you try to fix things, you become obsessed. Obsessed? Isn't that a little strong? Do you fixing a dishwasher? Should you be wearing a tie and a shirt? Water involved. Man, they have around. Well, didn't he invent most of the products ready toys? That's not a dishwasher. Building and 
complex models for mass production? What? Uh, frankly, I think my dad can do whatever he sets his mind to. How much you want? Let yeah, really. <laughs> but I'll celebrate. I'm running a little low this week. <laughs> Where have I heard that before? Last week, only then he settled for six. <laughs> Maybe you ought to do what other kids your age do when they're running short. <coughs> Ask for your allowance? No. Get a job. A job? putting on schmoozing like <laughs> so you I, I need 11 but I'll settle for eight and Kate's like yeah last time he only settled for six so Edward's going to give him the money I think he even puts it in Rick's hand but then he's like you don't hold it no give me that back why don't you do what most kids your age do and get a job and of course Rick's like, what? Get a job? And Kate's like, but he's still in school. It's like, so? I get a part-time job in school. Edward's not saying, I want you to get a job job, like a career. Just some part-time thing to do, like, for a few hours a day after school and then on the weekends. You know, it'd be great so you have something to put as job experience when you're looking for another job. They kind of wouldn't mind, I'm sure... If you had some experience. So, um, he's like, oh, man, but I got school and everything. And then Rick starts in about how, oh, yeah, Kate's like, why don't you get him a job at, at, Eddie, at Eddie Toys? And, of course, like, no, that would be nepotism, which is basically showing favoritism by hiring a relative, I guess. And, yeah. <laughs> Of course, we're like, oh, well, isn't that what Dad did with you? It's like, no, Kate was qualified. She'd been working with the company before you and your dad, or she and your dad got married or you weren't even together. She worked her way up in the company. 
and just the fact that she was qualified to take on the position. So, bleh, on you, Rick. So, she mentions chicken on a string, which sounds like the stupidest name. Chicken in a bucket. I know you can't say KFC. What are, like, um, there's another, like, Chicken Little or Little Chicken or some, you know, chicken places. I worked at KFC for, what, I think a little over two, uh, two years. Oh, my gosh, guys. I could tell you stories. I'll share a story with you right now. <laughs> okay. Well, one day I'm um, running the register. A guy with his elderly mother comes in and they place an order and the guy's like hey um my mom's kind of handicapped could you like help her in the bathroom and of course i mean what am i gonna say no i can't i'm not allowed to do that so i do i go into the bathroom i face the wall it's so embarrassing <laughs> The things a person will do to make a customer happy. I don't know. I just, I didn't feel right, like, saying, no, I can't do that. I mean, I didn't know that I couldn't do it, but and it was just, like, like a toilet with a handicap bar on the side and then a sink. It's not like there are individual stalls, but it's just, like, uh, that's what I get for being nice, I guess. It was so uncomfortable and so embarrassing. Okay, so that was my KFC story. So he goes to Chicken on a Stick, and the guy's like, hey, why don't you get out of here? Um, we're not hiring right now. And Rick's like, gosh, I've been everywhere for like a week. Nobody's hiring. No one will take me. So the guy's like, all right, hold up. They're hiring next door. And Rick's like, at the bikini shop? No, at the shoe store. So Rick, of course, goes there, and we got this pompous suit-and-tie dude who just looks like he's got a stick-up-his-butt type of attitude. And Rick, of course, is like, oh my gosh, it's my dream to sell shoes. I was made for this job. Like, oh my gosh. And the guy just kind of looks Rick up and down, like, uh. So you've had experience in the shoe business. And Rick's like... I've been wearing shoes for 16 years. I'm like, okay, you know what? There's the door. Bye. Don't waste my time, kid. So the guy just glowers at Rick, and he's like, do you make jokes like that often? And Rick's like, no, sir, sorry. That was the first time. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, the guy, of course, is going to ask for references. Like, of course you got to have references. Wouldn't hurt if you had some previous experience in some type of form of customer service or retail. Whoopsie. And it's like, yeah, who are you going to use as your references? You can't use your dad. You can't use your stepmom. You can't use your best friend. I could maybe use Dexter, but I don't know. Who honestly could he use as a reference? Who else is an adult? You can't use a teacher. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, honestly... When it comes to references, I know you like, oh, your previous employer's already going to be on there, but maybe a coworker you worked with or, or another supervisor. That's what's hard for me sometimes is with references and stuff like that. It's just, a lot of the jobs I had, like, 20 years ago, the places aren't even in, in existence anymore. The people, or, or the places that are, 
the people don't work there anymore. So it's like, I don't know. But then again, I hear they only really want, like, the last ten years of your work history, so. It's never references? Edward, you really should have coached him before you send him on a mission to start filling out applications. Because that's what, the, like I said, that's what they're going to ask for. You know what your social number is? Because that's probably one of the most important numbers you're ever going to need to know when it comes to... When I was in 10th grade, we would practice in um, my career-based instruction class. We would practice writing applications. You know, your address, your phone number, your your references, your social. All that stuff. Also, um, the one thing when they ask, like, what type of pay you're looking for, usually you'd say something like, um, oh, gosh, what was it that I would put? It was, like, something like, oh, oh we'd put open. So it's, like, basically, I want to make this amount of money. It's, like, you would pretty much take what they're, like, whatever minimum wage is. Now, if you have experience, previous experience, maybe you can juggle for a little more. I know when um, I got in at the video store, um, I got a little bit more than what was minimum wage. Just because I had previous experience in customer service. So Edward should have coached. You know, that would have been great. Have them coach him on, especially when it comes to, like, interviews. Because you know that Edward and Kate would have to be familiar with interviews. And ask, like, here are the things people will ask you. Here are probably how you're going to want to word your response. Stuff like that. Yeah, he wants someone who can attest to Rick's character, dependability, you know, reliability. Another thing, do you have transportation? Can you get to work on time? Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, Mr. Stratton. And it's like, okay, what do you do for Mr. Stratton? And the... Rick's like, or I'm his son. I'm like, eh, wrong. No, you can't use a parent as a rep. See, he's going into this with no knowledge whatsoever. That guy's like, you know what? You're wasting my time. Please leave. Because he just looks up as soon as Rick's like, oh, I'm his son. The guy just looks up like, ugh, kid. And the guy, Rick's like, no, I am his son. And the guy looks at him like, and he pays you for this? Pretty much is I I get it yeah the guy wants someone older more maturity and ex, ex, some experience in selling because that's probably what you're gonna have to do and I can see why a lot of people are, are gonna say we don't hire anyone under the age of 18 we don't hire high schoolers because their availability is sketchy their dependability is sketchy do they have their own car. Are they going to be slacking off on the job and everything? It just seems like, I mean, there are some teenagers out there that have a great work ethic, but there are others that just think a job is just hanging around the counter and just, not, I mean, back in 1986, it's not like the guy had to worry about hiring Rick and having him be on his cell phone all the time. Or inviting his friends to go hang. This shoe store, mind you, we're only in one see only one section of it, but it looks like one of those higher end, expensive men's warehouse 
fancy schmancy, I'm walking down Fifth Avenue or Saks with a some penny penny loafers or or I don't know what are the expensive type of shoes that people Armani do they make shoes I know they make suits I don't know so okay <laughs> Rick gives the golden ticket answer as he says I will work for under minimum wage you guys like you're hired. <laughs> Oh, casual stuff. Jokes like that often? No, sir. Never. That was the first time. I'm sorry. Good. Of course, you have references. References? Yes, from your last job. So I'm going to test your qualifications, your character, dependability. Oh, oh, uh, well, Edward Stratton. Stratton. And what did you do for Mr. Stratton? I was a son. <laughs> no, I mean, I am a son. And he pays you for this? I'm sorry, I'm looking for someone a little older, someone with more maturity, experience. I'll work for under minimum wage. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, looks like Rick is going to a job because he's dressed very nice. He's got my favorite color on, red, or a shade of red. We see Edward is like got half his, upper half of his body is buried in that dishwasher. What the heck is he doing banging around in there? Does he even know what's technically wrong? Not to mention, um, you can take that rat that's above you out of there. That is removable because it's on wheels. Because that's really not giving him much space to be able to work with. For crying out loud, how long have you been there? Has this been a week? Has it been a month? Why would you want a prom I, I, I can understand why you want a promotion, but I, I don't know. Honestly, I want to find out how long this guy's been working there. He, is he pulling a Kevin Arnold where he's worked there a month and he wants a raise already? Come on now. I think, unless he's been there 90 days, don't even bother asking. They will say, uh, no, you can work here for under minimum wage like we plan, like we agreed upon, or you can go work at the chicken on a string. And we get another John Houseman impression, courtesy of Joel Higgins, with the frog face. Why isn't he wearing a t-shirt? He's wearing another button-up shirt. Like, dude, you're working on something that's got water in it. Put on a t-shirt. Show up those non-existent abs. So it's like, oh, uh, because he's like, oh, you have to earn it. And uh, Rick's like, well, what do you think? I mean, if you... Feel like you feel like you've earned it, but your boss hasn't noticed. I want to know how long he's been working there. Has it been 90 days? I doubt it. Oh my god. These kids think they can just waltz in there, get a job, and after a week they ask for a promotion. No, no, no. That is not how things are done. Not in 1986 and not in 2020 and not in 1999 when I got my first job. Basically, Edward says, hey, if you want to get a promotion, just ask for one. And now Rick's like, that's right. I'm not just going to ask for a promotion. I'm going to ask for a raise. To a, a raise. 
Again, I ask, how long have you been working there? Two weeks, one, three, a month. I hope that that guy, when he goes to ask, I swear, I hope we see it. Because I hope that guy laughs in his face. Like, <laughs> you, you want a raise. You, right. <laughs> no. So Rick's like, hey, how much do you think I should ask for, Dad? And Edward's like, uh, his first offer and say thank you. So Edward thinks he's fixed the dishwasher. So he runs it, of course, without any dishes. Is it really good to try to run it without dishes? Hey, Jeremy. Would you run a dishwasher without dishes just to see if it ran? What? Oh, I didn't, I thought you had to have dishes in it to run it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Rick leaves, Kate comes in, Edward's like, hey, honey, guess what? I fixed the dishwasher. And it sounds like it's running because it's not making that grinding sound. But all of a sudden, water is just shooting out. And hitting Edward right in the chest. It's like, and of course, Kate's got to laugh at it because it's, it's hilarious. No, it's not hitting him in the chest. It's hitting him right at, like, belly crotch level. Like, get out of the stream! You look like you wet yourself. Morning, Dad. Hey, son. Dad, uh, what's the best way to get a promotion? Well, in the immortal words of your grandfather, you have to earn it. <laughs> well, let's say you've earned it, but your boss doesn't notice. Who well, says you've like earned it, little you? Little. <laughs> in your case, the shoehorns. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, no jokes, okay? I'm sorry. Look, you haven't been there long enough to get a raise. If you want to get a promotion, you've got to ask for it. That's right. And you know something else? What? I'm not only going to get that promotion, I'm going to demand a raise. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Rewatching it again, it did hit his shirt and then it was hitting like crotch level. Uh, that water, <laughs> that spray of water. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm with Kate. It's like definitely, he's like, oh, I fixed the dishwasher. It's like, oh, I hope so. Because who wants to wash dishes by hand if they don't have to? I mean, yes, I do like wash the dish in soap and water and then put it in the dishwasher. So that way the dishwasher doesn't have to work as hard to clean the dish. Because the last thing you want to do is run the dishwasher, pull it out, and realize you still have gunk on your plate. And then you gotta rerun it through again. So Rick is in the stock room, so I'm guessing he's what, a stock boy? You know what? Actually, this guy who plays Rick's boss here was in season two, episode nine, Sounds of Silence. I'm guessing he must have played like, because that was when Rick was playing the bassoon. And he wasn't doing it very well. He, the guy had to be like the uh, conductor, would be my guess. But this guy, who the actor Kenneth Kimmins, 
who plays his boss, I'm just looking for something that I would rec like actually recognized him in. And I'm not. He's got 104 credits. Holy goo goo. This guy's still alive. He's still alive. Uh, yeah, his boss, Rick's boss comes in there and he's like, hey, I'm almost done with this display. I need the shoes to go with it. What's going on? What's taking so long? Oh, so Rick pulls out the two shoes, sets a boxes of shoes for the displays. Like, oh, not bad, not bad. And, of course, Rick's going to ask for a raise. Oh, he was hired as a stock boy. He's like the low man on the totem pole. You're not even a cashier. Okay, he's been working as a stock boy for three weeks. And the guy's like, I'll get back to you eventually. Because he's saying, well, when you're ready, you'll, I'll move you up to a salesperson. But it's like, well, I, I know I'm ready. I mean, I've been watching you sell shoes and stuff like that. He is really schmoozing this guy. And his boss just looks like he has no time to be bothered by this petty. I want to raise, I want a promotion after three weeks. Knows that Rick is just schmoozing him, like saying, mm, "Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Keep kissing my butt, but I'm not giving you a raise or a promotion." So Rick's like, "Just give me a chance, please. I promise. I will blow you away. I'll blow your mind." And of course, we hear someone entering the store, and he's like, "All right, I'll give you one shot. If you can sell shoes to that whoever that is who walked through that door, how much you want to bet it's like either Alfonso or Kate or." Dexter or Edward. Please buy shoes for me. <laughs> I'm almost finished with that display. Where are those seven A? What about the alligators? There they are. Not bad, not bad. Thank you, officer. <clears throat> There's something I've been meaning to ask you all morning. Yes. Well, when you first hired me as a stock boy, you said it would be temporary. And eventually you were going to move me up to salesman. So? So, I was wondering when eventually might be. I'll get back to you on that. Eventually. But, but sir, I'm ready. I really am. Because I've been watching you very closely for the last three weeks. You're the best. I've been studying under the master. Oh. Could you kiss his good. butt any harder? That's very good. <laughs> sir, I'm ready. I'm serious. Just give me a chance. Let me show you what I can do. I'll tell you what. If you can sell whoever just walked in the door, I'll try out on the floor. Oh, thank you, sir. You're not going to regret this. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. It's Edward! Seriously? Hey, hey. Had to come downtown get this part for the dishwasher. Thought you might want to get something to eat. He's working! <laughs> buy some shoes! Sit down and buy some shoes. Yes, you do, Dad. My entire career is in your hands. This is for the salesman's job. Uh-huh. Uh, how nice of you to ask. <laughs> well, what do you uh, recommend? Um, well, well, well in, in a casual shoe, these loafers are an excellent choice. Great construction, superb support. This color goes with anything. Well, I'll buy them. Why don't you try them on first? first? Yeah, really. He's probably like, that was your father, right? Let me see. You look like a ten and one half Charlie. Amazing. Why, that's in Ten and one half. Fine young man you've got there. 
You're his father, right? Yeah. Uh, sir, I took the liberty of bringing out another pair of shoes. I thought you might find them amusing. Amusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I was right. Yeah, well, you think of everything. I, I can't remember when I've had a better salesperson yeah. than you. <laughs> Let's not lay it on so thin. Yeah, really. Calm, dial it down. Socks stink. Well, I don't know, maybe something a little sportier. It's perfect. <laughs> he just twists his foot. Dang. You won't be sorry, sir. Oh. We're also running a sale on slippers. Hey, I do need some slippers. I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Every man of distinction has got to have a pair of those slippers. Well, I'll take them. I'll take them all. <laughs> oh, let's not get carried away. Make your feet stink. Right you are. Add them up. Maureen, please ring up this gentleman. Well, it's been a pleasure serving you, sir. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Come back again and see us. I certainly will, and I'll ask for you. What's your name again? Rick. <laughs> yeah, I bet he's like, oh, that's your dad. Not bad, not bad. So come on, do I get to sell? Okay, okay, you can. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Can I have my lunch now? Why not? You've earned it. Hey, take 20 minutes. <laughs> Come on, Dad, let's go. Whoa, Rick! Oh, crap! Dang it! Why does every parent, when their kid is, not every parent, but it seems like even on TV shows, what was it? Didn't Home Improvement did the same thing when Brad, his eldest son, was working at a sporting goods store? It's like, hey, I just stopped by. I thought, hey, you were on a break and well, you could go out to eat or something. Do they not understand the concept of a job? But even Edward is like, oh, hey, I just stopped to get this part for the dishwasher. I figured, you know, since you were working, would you want to, uh, and we're in the mall, would you want to grab something to eat? And, of course, it's like, Rick's working. But, of course, this is his one shot if he sells this one customer a pair of shoes. So he's like, Dad, I need you to buy a pair of shoes. And Edward's like, I don't need to buy a pair of shoes. It's like, Yes, you do. Hint, nudge, no, my boss is over there. He wants me to sell shoes. And he's basically dead. This is my one shot, okay, to be a salesperson. So can you please, please buy some shoes? Here, try these on. Because at first he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take these. Sure. I was like, well, don't you want to try them on first? It's like, okay, and um, <laughs> at first Edward's like, oh, well, I like the sporty one a little bit or, or whatever. And Rick is, like, grabbing his dad's foot and twisting it. And he's like, oh, these will be fine. And it's like, you know what? You could use some slippers. And he's like, you know what? I could use some slippers. I know. And the, his boss is right there. And he just looks at him like, oh, every man looks distinguished with slippers. And then he's pretty much like, okay, let's see. So we got those. We got the slippers. Uh, So-and-so, you ring him up. Also some odor eaters because you got stinky feet. Um, and also probably what a shoehorn and some other thing, you know, sock type 
whatevers. And the guy was like, okay, nice, you, you did really well there. And Rick's like, can I please, please have the salesperson's job? And the guy's like, okay, you've earned it. He's like, great, I won't let you down. Can I take my break now? And it's like, okay, yeah, take 20 minutes. So what? He probably gets like a 10-minute break. He's like, all right, Dad, let's go. And I'm like, oh, and I was, I was just waiting. I'm like, okay, Edward's going to slip up. One of them's going to slip up. And it's like so close to like being out the door. It's like, okay, good, good. No one slipped up. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'll be right there, Dad. I'm like, oh, Rick, really? You had to be the one to slip up. Well, I hope you, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's getting that salesman job now after that. So now we're back at home. Edward is trying to put the new part into the dishwasher. Is that even really the... <sighs> Granted, you would have to have the instruction manual because it's not like you could just go online and search the model number and get information like, hey, let's see if anyone else who owns the same dishwasher has had these same problems. You can't go on YouTube and look at, here, let me type in this uh, dishwasher brand and model and the problem and see if I can get it to be fixed that way. But of course, Kate is complaining about her hands, the fact that she has to wash the dishes instead of just throwing it. He, thank goodness! He finally removed that top rack. See, now you got a lot more room to move. Why is he doing this without a regular t-shirt on? He's always got to have the button-up shirts. Just wear a, a regular t-shirt that you wouldn't mind getting dirty. Like, honey, don't worry. After this, you'll never have to do dishes again. She's like, oh, we're getting paper plates? So, of course... Rick comes in, he's so jazzed because his manager, whatever his name is, gave him a, well, I would imagine if you go from stock boy to salesman, you're going to get a bit of a raise. I wouldn't even be surprised if there wasn't, like, commission involved with selling shoes. Like, you get a percentage. Oh, he bumped him up to minimum wage. What it, I want to say, I don't even know, would it tell me, the internet, would it tell me what minimum wage was in 1986? So this is from Dollar Times. Minimum wage in 86 would have been 19, or <laughs> it would have been $3.35. So what was he making? Like $2.50 an hour? Maybe $3 an hour? Rick is just so excited. And I love how Kate brings up the fact that those two almost blew it with, hey, they would have been fine if Rick had said, all right, Dad, I'll be right there. They, oh, that was on Rick, really. I mean, yeah. And Rick says, hey, after this, I could be promoted to full-time salesman. Dude, you're a sophomore in high school. You still have to go to school. You, are not, you cannot work a full-time job. So I think you need to burst that little bubble before starts to uh, inflate. Well, he does mention commission, making more on commission than on salary. But now one of them has looked at him and said, because Kate's like, oh, right, that's great. Now one of them said, you know you're still in high school, right? You know that you still have to go to school. Thus, you cannot work a full-time job. There are child labor laws, right? That's or If you're in school, you can only work, like, part-time. 
So Edward puts the top rack back in and says, "All right, I'm done. You wanna you wanna give it a shot? You wanna try it out?" And Kate's like, "Well, I've already had my shower this morning, so I think I'll pass." My guess is something is going to go wrong, honestly, and I think they're just gonna have to call a professional. Are you insane? How in the world? What part did he have to put in that somehow is going to, like, blow out a fuse somewhere? I don't know, man. That, Call somebody. You have the money to pay a repairman to fix that thing. Oh, look at my hands. What, are they pruny? You still have to do the dishes. Hey guys, guess what? What? Potter gave me a raise. Oh. Really? Yep. Bought me up the minimum wage. Congratulations, especially since you two almost blew it the other day. Well, well that I think that was mainly right. Tomorrow, I think he's going to promote me to full-time salesman. I'll be making more in commission than I'm making on salary. Terrific. All right. I am done. Care to try it? No, I've already had my shower this morning. I'm uh, sorry, Dad, I've got things to do. Suit yourselves. <laughs> this is nuts. So now we go back to the shoe store. Rick is doing divine work. This lady, of course, is pulling up her dress. Well above the knee, and asking Rick if he thinks the, the shoe she got is going with her nail polish. Clearly, it's an open toe. She's got tiny feet if she's got a size 5. Because I wear, I, I think my shoe size is pretty average. It's like 8. Just depends on the shoe sometimes. I mean, sometimes 8, maybe 8 wide. Um... Sometimes in tennis shoes, they run a little bigger. Just, you gotta have room. I know that with a new shoe, your foot has kind of molds to it. But, um, you want breathing room for your foot. You don't want it just completely, like, smushing your foot. She's looking for a type of shoe that will match her nail polish, or toenail polish. He's like, oh, if I don't have any, I'll make some five size five shoes for you. He was too busy looking at her leg. And he proceeds to back it, walk back into a chair. You ding ding. I wonder what's going to happen here. Because his manager comes out and he says, hey, I want to talk to you. I've actually, I actually have been wanting to talk to you for a while about something. Oh, boy. So he says we've been getting busier lately. And Rick's like, yeah, you're not going to be sorry about the, you know, him being a salesman. And, of course, we need another salesman. Here's my, here's Jerry. Does he say he's his, ne his nephew? Are you? Okay, I'm with Rick. I don't like this at all. You gave him a promotion. You made him a salesman. Now you're bringing in this guy saying he's the new salesman and Rick's going to return to being a stock boy? I don't think so. I'd be like, here you go. You know what? Here's my badge. I'm leaving because this is garbage. 
And if you find out that that's his nephew, isn't that, like he said, that's nepotism. Couldn't that guy get in trouble for that? He's just a manager. He doesn't own the store. It's like, oh, you've been doing a terrific job with the stocks and uh, stocking and stuff. I'll keep you at minimum wage. That is a low blow. It's not like he's done anything to get demoted to his beginning position. So, and Rick's like, well, what about all those sales commissions? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. Can you explain that to Jerry how that works? Ugh. No, Rick, I would have laughed. I would say, you know what, this is my last day. Because this is bogus. Oh, yeah, this kid's like, oh, I won't let you down, Uncle Perry. And, of course, the manager turns around. It's like, hey, we're supposed to not know each other. Like, I don't know if you can do their jobs, I think, that you can't just up and hire a family member. Yeah, I remember that. Because I, um, Jeremy's mom and I worked at the same place. Even though we had the same last name through marriage, but we lived in the same place. So I ended up having to transfer to another store because the man, the manager at that particular store had hired her niece or mother or someone. And it's just like, no, sorry. And I guess the higher ups got wind of that. And it's just, no, you can't do that. And Rich is like, uncle? And I'm like, yeah, you can't do that. Can you? You definitely can't just demote someone and bring in another person to take over. I mean, he's been doing a good job. I'd be going up to the higher, like, above him, like, the higher-ups and saying, this is my situation. But then they probably, well, kid, you're 16. You can get a job anywhere. And you only work part-time, so. I don't know. I kind of wonder if that could be something he could report him on. Talk to you. Uh, pardon me, sir? Well, there's something I've been meaning to talk to you about for a while. Oh, yeah? Well, you know, we've been getting a little busy around here, so I've decided we could use a new salesman. <laughs> You're not going to be sorry, sir. <laughs> That's why I hired Jerry. Oh, even though he's like, mm, he's that guy's got dimples. That's right. Anyway, you can go back to running the stock room. You're doing a terrific job. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll keep you at minimum wage. Go fly a kite, buddy. What about all sales commissions? <laughs> oh, yes, thanks for reminding me. Uh, would you explain to Jerry how to figure out his commission? <laughs> no. Good luck, Jerry. I won't let you down, Uncle Perry. <laughs> so now we go back home. Edward apparently still wants to fix the dishwasher himself. He's like, hey, Kate, if the fuse hadn't went out, we wouldn't realize this flashlight worked. Like, what? Kate's going to be, like, she is over it. She is over with the dishes. And why are you wearing what you probably wore to work to do dishes? You can't get water all over the place. Guys, just wear proper, throw on a t-shirt and just, yeah. But whatever. Um, and I, I ever came like, honey, I'm calling a repairman because I can't take this anymore. It's been, oh my gosh. So if Rick's been working there for, this has probably got to be at least a month. She's been having to wash dishes by hand for a month. I feel you, girl. I feel you. I don't like washing dishes either. Luckily, I have a running, working dishwasher that is less than a year old. Actually, we got it in February, so March, April, May, June, July. Actually, it's even a half a year old. It's like five months old, my dishwasher. 
And she's like, what are you going to do? He's like, get new batteries for this flashlight. She's like, no, about the dishwasher. He's like, honey, I'll take care of it. I'm like, I'm taking care of it now. I'm taking care of it. This is ridiculous. You can't fix anything clearly. Otherwise, I wouldn't still be doing dishes a month later. So Rick, of course, comes home. He's irritated, which I can I can totally support his anger 100%. I would have just up and said, here's my badge. I'm done. I'm not using you as a reference by. He slams that door. He is P.O.D. Even Edward's like, hey, take it easy on the door. I'm surprised Rick doesn't start lashing at him, out at his dad. No, she'll take care of it. You're done. <laughs> hey, hey, take it easy on the door, huh? Yeah, there's only so much your father can fix. <laughs> you didn't get that salesman's job? No. Dad, I was the victim of nepotism. Nepotism. No, that's nepotism. No, no, Kate, this was nepotism. Oh, okay. Potterman is nephew, the new salesman. <laughs> Ooh, I'd be mad, too, if I were in your shoes. Please, Kate, I don't ever, ever want to hear the word shoes. You know, there is a bright side to this, son. What? Well, this kind of thing happens all the time in the real world. Now you're getting a chance to experience it firsthand. Huh? I think what your father means is, is that it's good for you to find out that life is not always fair. Kate, I found that out when Dad wouldn't raise my allowance. <laughs> so what are you going to do now? What do you think I'm going to do, guys? I'm going to quit. You could do that. Or... I would. I wouldn't put up with it. No, but if this one doesn't work, I'll try that one. Look, Rick. You know, if you hang in there, you'll probably get the next promotion. How? Dad, I've been demoted back to the stockroom. Well, there's bound to be other opportunities. That's what this game is all about. Seizing the opportunity. You got a point, Rick. You got to be in the right place at the right time. So I I get that Edward and Kate want to have this be like a teachable experience for Rick and they're saying, you know, this is just how the world works. You get passed off for someone else getting a promotion over you, probably someone that hasn't even been there as long, or sometimes you get demoted and someone else that's probably got experience. Although this guy doesn't even know how commission works. So no, I don't think this guy's got, what in the what? Like I said, they just, they think it's good for him to experience, like this is how the world works. You kind of get screwed over for, you know, other people that come in. It's just, yeah, and, it's, and I like how Rick, even though Kate was like, no, you're talking about nepotism, she, he's like, no, it's like nephutism, like, yeah. And they're like, oh, just hang around there, just stay. I mean, I'm sure it's bound to get better, you'll get another promotion. He's like, how? I just got demoted to Stockboy again. And he's like, I could show them, I could quit. And Edward's like, you could do that, or you could just wait it out. In hopes that, you know, something better will come along, like you'll be promoted or whatever. It's like, I've been demoted to Stockboy Dad, okay? I don't really see things going up from there. And the way that Rick is like, Dad, please don't give me one of your It Gets Better speeches. 
And the way that Rick is like, got you know, like you put your head in your your uh, chin, your hand, it almost looks like Rick is like flicking, cause he's using his middle finger to scratch the side of his face. So Rick's pretty much like, yeah, I'll, I'll show you both that I can go back there and just deal with this. His boss and his boss's nephew. And the nephew is being a real jerk, like, because Rick now has been demoted to stop boy, and this guy has just taken his, like, his power that he thinks that he has to wield because he's the nephew, and Rick's been demoted, and he's pretty much taken his sales spot. And the guy's like, oh, you missed a spot. What is he, like, cleaning a mirror or something? Like, Rick's cleaning a mirror. He's like, mm. And the guy's like, what was that? And he's like, yes, thank you. Plasters a smile on his face. And the guy's like, look, kid. And it's like, excuse me? I mean, dude, you're here to sell shoes, right? Why don't you go and sell some shoes? This kid, oh my god, this kid is a real jerk. I don't think, I mean, it says something about Rick's. In the synopsis, it says Rick sabotage, which I'm like, do it, because this guy is, this kid is a jerk, because his uncle comes up, like, hey, you see that lady over there, and his nephew's like, how can I miss her, because she's heavy set. He's like, that is Mrs. Winslow, and of course, his boss has got a, uncle's got to make a bank run. He's like, hey, while I'm gone, you make sure she has the A treatment, is then A plus treatment. Yeah, right. I don't see him giving no A-plus treatment to anybody. This guy, this kid is a jerk. He's just talking down to Rick because he thinks he can. That's not a sling bag, you idiot. I knew that. This test thing. Uh, do you think you could pick up a few of these? Good health is so hard to find. <sighs> May I suggest our new snakeskin sling bag? It would go great with that bag of yours. Snakeskin sling bag? <laughs> yes, that sounds splendid, young man. Thought you'd like that. No, just sit down, I'll take your measurements. No, that won't be necessary. I'm a perfect size 9 triple E. Got that? 9 triple E. <laughs> Right on, Jenner. <laughs> Let's move it. Mrs. Winslow doesn't have all day. What is that size nine? Yeah, nine. Like your IQ. Get the lead out, huh? Get the lead out, huh? Wait a minute. First. Yes, do it. Allow me. Uh, this feels 
Are you sure you have the right size? Uh, yep, nine triple E. Don't worry, Mrs. Winslow, it's soft leather. They, they stretch to your feet. Here we go. Oh, watch it! You sure you're a size nine, not a 19? Excuse me, dude. You're gonna get fired. Jerk. Yes. Oh my. This, yeah. This guy, Rick, do not feel bad. This guy was going to get fired. His attitude is total garbage. The way he was treating that customer. Oh my God. Because Mrs. Winslow is looking for, what did she say? Like a slingback or something like that. And. Jerry, of course, hands her a boat. He's like, oh, I'm just toasting you. And I like what Rick does. He's like, hey, why don't you go with, like, alligator skin, sling back, because it'll go great with your bag. And he just that just shows that Rick is a great employee. And he knows what the customer wants based on what they, you know, have and everything. He's just, he's good at his job. So, of course... He decides to sabotage Jerry, which, honestly, he didn't really need sabotaging. He was going to screw this up on his own anyway. So he put in there a size 6 instead of a size 9-something. And Jerry's, like, putting the shoe on the foot. And, of course, the lady's complaining, ow, that's a little tight. He's like, are you sure you're not a size 19? Like, I would have slapped him across the face. You don't speak that way to the customers, ever. And you do that, your, your butt's out the door. You're done. There is no coming back from that. Especially if you're working in customer service. Luckily, Mr. Winslow comes in. He's like, is everything okay, man? Because she ends up, like, pushing Jerry back as he's trying to put that three times smaller shoe on her foot. And she's like, no, this is the rudest, arrogant customer I've ever laid eye or um, employee I've ever laid eyes on. He's just so disrespectful. And luckily, it's like, oh, that's not gonna fly there, lady. I'm family. And Perry's like, you're fired. Bye. He's like, oh, you can't fire me, but I'm family. Go. You're out of here. And luckily, Perry's like, Mrs. Winslow, you can have anything in the store. Like, all right. And you just see Rick's face before he closed out of that scene. He looks like, it's like, oh, man, what have I done? Dude, you've done nothing, man. Honestly. Like I said, he was going to slip up on his own. Just his language and everything like that. The way he was treating her. A wrong size pair of shoe was not going to make a difference. And Jerry just, he's, he's too cocky for himself. He thinks he can just say and do whatever he wants. To. The way he was belittling Rick, like, oh, snap to it, Junior. Mrs. Winslow doesn't have all day. If you want this job, you better shape up. It's like, dude, you're not his manager. You're just a salesperson. You're a co-worker. Even if you're family, if you're the nephew of his boss, 
doesn't give you the right to be like, oh, does not give you the right at all to act like that. Looks like Kate is coming home maybe from work. I'm guessing. But Edward looks like maybe he actually did. I don't think he did. I think because we've already seen it mess up twice now, right? What they say, there's always a third. Yeah, something's going to happen. I'm sure, like, the dishes are going to explode out of the front. Makes me think of it. But yeah, the pilot episode of Home Improvement was... Tim wanted to give the dishwasher more power. And then the dishes just... Blow right out the back. And it's just like, I'm like, I, you know something's gonna happen. I just, I get this feeling. I don't believe it. Believe, oh ye of little faith. Yeah, right. Really? Oh, he bought a new one. I figured. Well, we're only using this till I get the other one fixed. No, you're not. No. Crazy, son. How would work? I was promoted back to salesman. Really? Congratulations. Thanks. Well, see, decided to take me up on my advice about seizing the opportunity, huh? Yeah, I seized the opportunity, all right. <laughs> and you were in the right place at the right time, right? Right. Well, so you got your promotion. Don't you feel great? Yeah, I got Jerry fired. What? He was going to get himself yeah, I fired. fired. I, I sabotaged him. How? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I just did. And I knew what I was doing when I did it, but I did it anyway. Now I feel miserable. Well, I should think you would. So would I. And now that I've told you too, I feel much better. Hold it. Are you going to give me another talk? It's my life. So surprise, surprise, he got a new dishwasher. I I wasn't surprised. That thing was just like, and he's like, oh, it's only there, it's only here until I get the old one fixed. You're not getting the old one fixed, Edward. That, mm. Because she's like, oh, how's the new dishwasher? And he's like, oh, good. I mean, because <laughs> she got a phone call, of course, because someone's going to be there for delivery. And they're always going to call to say, hey, we got... The product that we're delivering to you, just make sure that you're going to be home between this time and this time and everything. So Rick comes in and says he got his salesman's job back. But, of course, he feels miserable because he sabotaged. He got Jerry fired. And he said, I sabotaged him. I knew what I was doing when I was doing it. And... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they're disappointed and stuff, and Rick is even like, oh, Dad, are you going to give me another one of your talks again? Like, mm, that's just what a father does, but Rick's feeling guilty enough as it is, so let's see how this plays out. I'm curious. I honestly, this is how I feel. Like I said, you guys know I don't watch the episodes ahead of time, so I don't know what's going to happen.
I honestly feel that I don't think Rick's going to quit. He definitely, I think he's going to keep the job. But I feel like his boss is going to say, well, I never liked my nephew anyway. He was a jerk or something to that regard. Or, I mean, that's, honestly, that's going to be my number one guess. Number two is going to be that, and this is a, a weak, weak guess here. I think the guy's going to fire him when Rick, I know, you know, Rick is probably going to admit what he did. And, but I mean, honestly, let's like bottom of the barrel guess is that the guy's going to fire him. Like, oh, you sabotaged my nephew. But I honestly, no, that's going to be my last one. Okay. The middle one. I honestly feel, yeah, that let's just say Rick's like not feeling good about himself. He's going to quit. Those are my three guesses, but I honestly, I want to go with the top one and just say the guys who like, well, my nephew's always been a jerk, and it was his, my brother's idea or my sister's idea to bring him on. So let's find out if he's going to fess, if he's still feeling got a guilty conscience. Oh my gosh, what if he makes a mistake and gets himself fired? Oh no, I hope not. Sir, could I have my check now? Not so bad. Oh no. Oh no. This making mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I'll get that. Well, a little smoking in the store? Looks alright. Thank you, sir. Sir, there's something I've got to tell you. What is it? Oh no. <laughs> it's about what happened to Jerry. Yeah. Well, you see, it wasn't exactly his fault. What do you mean? The reason you couldn't get that shoe on Mrs. Winslow is because I purposely substituted a smaller size. You mean you deliberately got him fired? You, you could say that. I can't tell you how shocked I am. I know. But I must admit I find your honesty refreshing. Is he going to fire him? You do? It's not every day you can find an employee with this kind of integrity. Well, that's very, very true. I must say. <laughs> I'm impressed. Thank you, sir. Does this mean you'll be keeping me as a salesman? Oh, I'd love to if it weren't for Myron. Who's Myron? Another nephew. Come on! He's not as likable as Jerry. What? <laughs> Are you kidding? I'll get rid of this one. Okay, so yeah, pretty much looks like he did confess. I was, oh my gosh, was I worried that he was going to get let go, that he was just going to get fired. And I noticed something else. There's an ashtray by where the seats are. So, I mean, I know it's 1986, but they love smoking in that store? Because it looks like Rick, like, took and picked up cigarette butts and put them in his pocket to throw them out. So guys, like, a stickler, I mean, Rick's like, oh, well, everything looks in order because the store's closed. Can I have my check now? And the guy's, like, looking around, making sure everything is, like, picture perfect straightened. He's like, ah, 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 over there. And, it, yeah, it looked like an ashtray with cigarette butts. They're smoking in that store. My God. I, hmm, I don't know. I, it was 1986, but. But luckily for him, he gets to keep his job as a salesman. 
and not get fired. But he's bringing on Myron, another nephew. Why? Why? Is he going to, is that person going to be working the stock room? And apparently this one, oh, he's not as nice as Jerry. Jerry is a jerk. Is Myron going to be a moron? Why does he keep bringing on these nephews? I'm surprised that he didn't just do that and start hiring Rick in the first place. But if that's the case, we wouldn't have an episode. So now we're back at home and Kate is making a banana that could be chocolate and milk. Milkshake? Why do I get the feeling that the blender is going to be the next thing to go? Don't even bother fixing it if it is. Blenders are not expensive. You can get one for like under $20. Granted, it's going to be bare bones. Probably won't make a smoothie. But they're, they're inexpensive. I mean, you guys can afford a top-of-the-line blender. I went through at least a couple. I don't even own a blender anymore because half the time I never used it. I think I, did, I used it a couple times to make strawberry shortcake, you know, when you got to, like, get the strawberries in there in the blender and everything and, you know, make the uh, strawberry, you know, liquefied and everything, so. What are you, Kate, why are you breaking the appliances? <laughs> Something wrong? It's not plugged in. Nothing's wrong. It's not plugged in. just fine. No, it isn't. Keep away. Hey, give it. Keep away. Guys, I did it. I'm a free man. What are you talking about? I quit. A better paying job opened up. Sweet. This time I start in sales. Yes. Fantastic. Well, congratulations. Where are you working? Anyone for chicken on a string? All right. Chicken on a string. Bam. You know, you want to know why the blender's not working? Because it's not plugged in. It was never plugged in. And, of course, Edward comes down and is like, oh, what's wrong with the blender? Nothing's wrong with it, dear. Nothing's wrong with the blender. Don't worry. He's like, oh, let me see it. She's like, no, stay away from the blender. Kate, I don't think Edward's the one that's breaking stuff. I think you're breaking stuff. But I honestly feel that blender was never plugged in. Come on, Kate. It's a kitchen island. Is it really going to have an outlet there? Oh, my goodness. But Rick says he quit his job, and he starts in sales. A better job opened up. Hopefully with better pay. Um, maybe Myron just drove him. Like, i got to get out of here. So, yeah. And he went for chicken on a stick, which is funny. Oh, I love the little, the little duck chicken thing that's adorable so yeah all right because he went there in the beginning they weren't really hiring at them or maybe someone got fired um it's like yeah i starting sales well yeah i guess you're going to be running a register and you know probably trying to sell those um extras like um i placed an order yesterday and the per uh, person is like hey can I interest you in a piece of German chocolate cake or a cinnamon roll? And I'm like, oh, cinnamon roll. Okay, so I, I went for the cinnamon roll. And then, of course, I had to ask how much it was just to make sure. It was like four bucks. Of course, uh, the cinnamon roll is sitting in our refrigerator right now because we <laughs> we had a big lunch yesterday. I mean, the place we went, we uh, got the takeout from was huge. It's big portions, big portions. 
And then, of course, we had steak for dinner. You know, we had steak. We wanted to fire up the grill one last time before, you know, we get rid of it. We're just going to give it away, say free, because we only honestly use the grill on major holidays. You know, Fourth of July, Labor Day, Memorial Day. So, honestly, we only really use it maybe three, four times a year. And it, the the grill is pretty much it's it doesn't have a lot of frills, but it 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 worked for us. So, but anyway, just yeah. And I remember, um, when I worked at the video store, you know, we had to sell those additional things. Like, hey, I see you got to two movies here. You want to get to two microwave popcorns and a pop and a candy and make it like nine ninety nine. And a good chunk of the time, I mean, people would say yeah. You know, you're going to watch movies. What's movies without popcorn and a soda and a candy, right? And then they're like, eh, not tonight. So, yeah. We called those bundles. And then, of course, when I worked at Blockbuster, we had to try to get people onto the Total Access uh, Blockbuster online. You know, right around when Netflix was only doing through the mail and everything like that. I don't remember ever having to sell any... Uh, additional items like try to get people to key do you want to are you interested in that I never had to do that in the over two years that I worked there but I thought this was a good episode I really liked it it was cute Rick learns a lesson you know what I noticed halfway through I'm like interesting how Rick doesn't have a girl of the week in this episode but he's got a he's got a love triangle going on in the beach house I remember that from a clip I saw. So that'll be interesting. So the train rating for this episode, I want to give it a four out of five just for Jerry being the jerk that he was. And then Edward just with like, dude, just give it up and call repairman. So yeah, I just knocked one off for that. Um, Silver Spoonful. If you honestly are not, I mean, if you can fix it, and get it working like it was great. But after your first failed attempt, why sometimes you gotta just bite the bullet and just say, I gotta call some a professional in here. I know a lot of guys don't like to do that, but <clears throat> luckily my husband isn't one of those people. It's like if we need if something's not working, we're gonna call somebody because we want it done right, we don't want it done fast. And and that's just the way it's gotta be sometimes. Um as far as dealing with jerk employees, honestly, <clears throat> I've dealt with some co-workers that are less than favorable. And honestly, what are you going to do? Confront them? Complain to your manager? Just, I, oh, yes, I did actually had an issue with a co-worker. And I um, went and stated my case to um, the manager or whoever I was working under at the time. And I just said, it's just, the person has just become very disagreeable and just not working well. Like, we were fine in the beginning and stuff, but it's just like her attitude changed. But, um, and the manager, like, yeah, I'll talk to her. And so eventually she just ended up getting let go because she was a temp and uh, she had attendance issues. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's like sometimes it's just... And especially the way that this guy was talking down to Rick is like, dude, you are a salesperson. You are not his manager. You're not his 
you're not, I just, I don't like people like that in jobs that feel like, it's like, you are not in a position of, unless you're the manager, you have no say so in correcting someone. Saying, oh, you should shape up. Oh, you need to go fast. It's like, no, no. So, yeah, I like, honestly, season five is going good. I'm really enjoying it. So, all right, let's move on to The Beach House. Season five, episode five, The Beach House, aired on October 13th, 1986. Rick's promise to stay true to his girlfriend while on vacation is tested when he sees the beach bunny next door. Is his girlfriend going with him on the trip? What's going on? Because if your girlfriend's with you on the trip and you're meeting some other girl, Rick, we got a problem. So this got a 7.4 out of 10 based on 19 ratings. See who we got guest star. We got... Betsy Chase as Cheryl. We got Robin Lively playing Tammy. She was in an episode of Punky Brewster. Let's see. I thought I knew this kid, but it's like, no, I guess I don't. Okay. We got Jill Whitlow as Donna. How many? Okay, so obviously this girlfriend, I guess, is not going on the trip. But he meets a girl named Tammy and then a girl named Donna. What? Oh. So is he tempted by two different girls? I'm confused. Oh my goodness. Okay, so. Directed by Bob Lally. Writers David W. Duplan and Ron Levitt. Michael G. Moy. Jim Guham. I'm sorry, Jim. Ben Starr. Martin Cohen and Howard Leeds. The six or seven man writing team for this episode. Surfing USA, written by Brian Wilson and Chuck Berry's performed by Joel Higgins. We gotta, it's the final season, guys. We gotta get Joel back to singing and stuff like that. I mean, really, he's got a great voice to rival Jesse Katsopoulos, 100%. <laughs> so, all right, let's get into The Beach House. All right, we come out of the intro. We got... Everything is packed in the living room, ready to go. You got fishing gear, you got the suitcases, you got the picnic basket, you got the cooler, you got the radio, you got the fishing gear, as far as tackle box, and a surfboard. Oh, and of course, Edward has to be donning his Hawaiian floral print shirt, just, you know, because they're going to the beach, they're going to rent a beach house. Oh my gosh, check out this surfboard. It's three colors. It on one side on the bot back side it's neon green, then you got your neon yellow, and then you got your uh future pink. So Kate comes down, because Dexter's there, he's got a, the proposal for a company they're sending toys to that are pretty much saying they want the company wants twenty percent and for Eddie toys to pay for advertise all that stuff. And of course, Kate's like, gosh, this proposal's a mess. I can't possibly go on. He's like, no, 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 Kate. We've talked about this and talked about this. We put it off as long as we can. Our summer vacation. Mainly, we put it off all summer. It's like, we have to go. I was going to say, when Kate comes down, she's not dressed to go to the beach or on vacation. She looks like she's ready to hightail it to the office. Oh, it's a it's a deal for Canada. Gotcha. 
Oh, they're going for a couple. Yeah, they probably need. She definitely needs a couple weeks vacay. She needs to de-stress because she is really worked up. So Edward just says, hey, Dexter's got this. Don't worry. He can fuss over the small details. And, of course, Dexter's like, I'm just a phone call away. It's It'll be fine. And Dexter's like, besides, you don't want to leave Edward alone with all those ladies in bikinis. Okay, Edward, your wife is right there. Calm yourself. Where is Rick? He must still be getting ready. episode I'm like okay here's the Tammy who's this Tammy and then there's two other girls I'm like <sighs> so he's got a girlfriend that he's leaving see didn't I say almost every other episode there's a girl he's dating or moaning over and she gets him a going away gift at uh what is it oh it's a he doesn't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is it looks like one of those little papers that you play paper football with it's a nose guard she looks like she came from a job because she's wearing a uniform oh it's a oh I see it well why don't you just put some of that uh white smudgy stuff on his nose that thing covers his nose. Oh, she says so it won't get sunburned. I thought it was like a nose guard. Like the thing like goes over your nose to like plug your nose holes like when you're going swimming so you don't get water in, up your nose. I thought that's what it was. I thought he got a haircut. What's with the mini mullet starting to grow back again? So this has got to be Robin Lively then. Because it looks like her. 
And she's just, of course, Tammy is worried that Rick's going to be checking out the girls. He's like, I'm not even going to look at any girls out there. Don't worry about it. You're 16 years old. Don't tell me you ain't going to be looking at other girls. Because that's what you guys do. Works at Atomic Burger. Interesting. Remember those Atomic Fireballs? They still make them. I haven't had one in years. Or those, uh, what are the, the, those sour balls? The crybabies. Oh my gosh, those things are so sour. <laughs> but he's like, hey, are you sure you can't get away for like a week from your job? It's like, no, I'm sorry, I can't. So Edward comes out like, hey, son, the Jeep's, uh, the, uh, <laughs> station wagon's all packed. And Rick's like, well, wait a minute, no, the station wagon's got to go in for new brakes or something. It's like, oh, man. And after he and Dexter just got done packing it, looks like they got to switch everything over to the Jeep. And Dexter's, like, in the house. Like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Tammy, you didn't have to give him to go in the weight prison. Well, then give it back. No way. <laughs> Boy, would you look at that. <laughs> Isn't that great? Terrific. Useful, too. What is it? <laughs> it's a nose guard, silly. That way your nose won't get all burned and peeling. How's it going to stay on his nose, though? Dork? <laughs> yep. I don't want any beach bunnies liking what they see. Oh, I get it. I'm not even going to look at another girl. Yeah, right. Sure. Look, you have my word on it. Besides, you're numero uno. Ooh, I love it when you speak Spanish. <laughs> Are you sure you can't get away for a week and come visit? No, I wish I could. But duty calls at the Atomic Burger. <laughs> Station wagon's all packed, son. Station wagon? Yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah, and I thought the station wagon was going into the shop for new brakes. That's right. We'll have to switch everything over to the Jeep. Dex, Dex, Dex! Nope, nope, he's gone by. All right, now we're heading to the beach. We have a shirtless Joel Higgins. Never had that before. <laughs> Kayla's looking gorgeous in her tank, or I mean her bikini. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought he said no work this two weeks of vacation. Why are you working, Kate? This is supposed to be a work-free vacation. He's got, like, blue and white striped shorts. And then he's got a red and white umbrella. It's almost like, is this supposed to be, like, a Americana picture with it? Like, an American flag, but not. My gosh, look at Joel Higgins. Wow. I thought his chest would be a little heavier. It's not. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And you think, you think his, his arms, you know, he'd be like pasty white. He's not. He's like a nice, light glow tan. Well, Dexter's on the phone, because finally, Kate's like, I'm done with work, thinking of work, whatever. I'm done. I'm just going to enjoy this vacation. It's like, okay, look, if Dexter needs anything, he will call, and boom, right on the dot, there's the phone ringing. Oh, it's 1986. Did they have cordless phones yet? Of course, as soon as Kate goes in to answer the phone, a couple ladies in bikinis walk by. Okay, cameraman, you can get it off their butts, please. Thank you. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Well, good thing Kate wasn't there to see that, as he's leaning over too far. He ends up knocking over the little side table with the suntan 
lotion and all that stuff. Oh, there's a paperback there. Oh, and he knocked his goofy umbrella hat off. Kate comes out with her bag as Edward's picking up stuff off the sand. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing. Uh, a guy and his dog ran by here. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Were they wearing a bikini? <laughs> no, that's me asking. <laughs> okay, seriously? Because she says, I promise. I mean, that was Dexter, but I promise I'm not going to answer the phone again. Sure enough, as soon as she says that, the phone's ringing. She's like, I'm not going to answer it. I'm not going to answer it. Oh, she brought it out. The oh, it is a cordless phone. Okay. All right. So she's going into the phone, going into the house, the beach house. It's like, oh my gosh. And Rick comes up, of course, he's got that thing on his nose. What's, what's there? There's like some type of white gunk or something you put on your nose, like zinc or something? I don't know. But he's got that, oh, I love, I don't even surf, I don't even know how to surf, but I like that surfboard. I like the the yellow and and the the neon yellow and, and and the green and the fuchsia pink and it's just oh my gosh I love Rick shorts his beach shorts they're kind of a like a tie dye like mixture of like purplish pinkish bluish greenish you know someone just threw paint oh it just it looks awesome and let me tell you if I were a teenager I would be drooling over Ricky Schroeder right now. So, of course, Edward takes one look at Rick and says, Wow, that thing on your nose makes you look like a real dork. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm too busy staring at Joel Higgins' bare chest. <laughs> so Edward's like, Hey, son, now that you're here, why don't we spend some father-son time together and have a tanning contest? And I'm like, Ew. No. You can have a tanning contest with your wife when she eventually gets back off the phone. So Rick's already pretty much got his itinerary uh, set in stone as he promised some guys he'd go surfing with him, then they're going to go uh, skiing, jet skiing, I mean not jet skiing, um, water skiing, I'm sorry, jet skiing. <laughs> Jeez, Joel, could your legs be spread any farther apart? <laughs> I'm sorry, but God. <laughs> So, Rick, of course, is counting the days till he gets back to Tammy. <sighs> it's like, I've never seen you so busy, son. He's like, well, yeah, well, that helps pass the time. Two days done, 12 more to go. You know, they get a stereo there, and they're not even playing it. What is the point? It's just a visual aid, I guess. So Rick's like putting, what is that, like wax, is he like waxing the board or something to make it smooth and glide in the water? Is that what that stuff is? Any of you surfers out there listening, do you know? Can you tell me? Silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. I probably could look the information up myself, but nah. I'd rather have you, uh, uh, you surfer, surfer experts out there give me the rundown. All right, so here we go. It's Donna, a girl who's renting the cabin next door, and she just happens to be standing there in her bikini. And Rick, of course, oh, not thinking about Tammy, because we got this girl Donna here. He gets rid of that nose guard thing so fast. Of course, she's like, oh, are you a surfer? Because she notices the surfboard. And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, what are you? 
I hit a monster foam every now and then. Like, uh-huh. I'm sure you got some surfer shop talk from your surfer bros that you were hanging out with. So he talks to Tunk, and she's like, oh, I've always wanted to surf, but, you know, I'm just so, so scary. He's like, oh, well, the bigger the risk, the bigger the fun. <laughs> so he's like, hey, do you swim? She's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, you're halfway there. I can teach you. Ricky, you probably just learned how to surf. You ain't no expert. You get one of those other boys to help her out. So she's like, all right. Sounds good. I'll tell my folks where I'll be. Where I'll be. It's a date. And he's like, it's a date. I mean, no, no, it's not a date. No, no. He's like, it's more like a mutual, agreeable time between two consenting individuals. And I'm like, just call it a hangout, man. If it's not a date, then call it a hangout. Why do you got Why do you even have to label it with something? You don't. You don't. Granted, I was not a teenager in 1986, but. I don't know what the kids are calling it nowadays. A group hang? Well, that's kind of hard when it's only two people. So it ain't a group hang. It's called a hangout. Don't even call it anything. Don't label it. Well, it's about time. <laughs> Honey, look what you're missing. Well, I had one little phone call to make, and that is it. From now on, I am going to relax. I'm not even going to think about the Baxter deal. Well, good. Dexter worry about it. If he has any trouble, he can always... <laughs> Jeez, Edward! Your wife's right inside, man. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Yeah, they were wearing bikinis, right? Gosh, you're worse than Jason Seaver right now. Did we depreciate our new factory equipment over five years or seven? Ooh, the fun never stops. Come on. Hi. Where are we taking the cabin next to Donna? Hi. You a surfer? Yeah, I hit the monster foam every now and then. <laughs> yeah, right. I always wanted to try, but it looks so dangerous. Well, the bigger the risk, the bigger the fun. Ooh. <laughs> can you swim? Sure. Well, then you're halfway there. I, I can I can teach you. Really? Oh, you're okay. probably too busy. Well, I, you know, I usually am, but not today. Okay, let me go get a towel, and I'll tell my folks where I'll be. 
Okay, I'll see you in a few minutes. Yeah, she's got some developing right. pecs. No, 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 it's not a date. <laughs> it's really more like a mutually agreeable time to meet a, like, a mutually agreeable location. Right, a date. <laughs> so it looks like it's later that evening. Edward comes out dressed like someone, guy from Miami Vice, only he's actually wearing socks. <laughs> and waiting for Kate, like, can we, he's like, I'm starving, can we, like, go eat? Enough with the phone and Dexter in Canada and this, ugh. Oh, she's just really nice. I like her Pepto-Bismol dress. You just threw something on. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, why are you bringing that manila envelope with you, girl? You leave that there at the beach house. Uh-huh. You guys are going out to eat and actually spending time in I mean, they're there for two weeks. Are you seriously going to be talking, doing this whole work thing the whole time? They're there for vacay. Like, you're not bringing those... Manila folders with ya. Sorry. Oh, they're ha they're vacationing in Cape Cod. And she's like, oh, there's just some stuff here I want to look over over dinner. It's like, we're going to the most romantic restaurant in Cape Cod. There is no room for work. Please. It's like, it's going to be too dark to read the menu if you get my drift. She's like, oh, I just want to look over a few figures. Yeah, right. So he's like, oh, I just want to look over one. And they start kissing. And of course, the phone rings. What is going on with this deal? Why are there so many issues? My God. This can't wait two weeks. It can't wait two weeks. It can't? Yeah, right. Nice throw. Oh. What is that? Uh, just something I wanted to look over at dinner. No. Honey, we're going to the most romantic restaurant in Cape Cod. It's going to be too dark to even read the menu. Well, I just wanted to look over a few <laughs> figures. No. Well, I'm just going to look over one. <laughs> oh, I'll be right back. Let's come on. done that. Alright, Dad. Alright, I'll think about it, okay? No, you need to tell her. That's not being honest to your girlfriend. Or your girlfriend. Donna, um, Donna, there's something I want to tell you. Great, because I have something I want to tell you. She got a boyfriend? What do you want to tell me? You go first. No, 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 please, you first. Mine can wait. Believe me. Well, I just wanted to let you know that I've been having a pretty dull summer. I mean, up until now, I haven't really done much of anything. You haven't? 
No, I've just been at the cabin <laughs> reading books and stuff. I was pretty bored until you came along. Uh, me? I had a terrific time today, thanks to you. Whoa! He's got a girlfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend! Tammy, Tammy, Tammy! Now, what is it you want to tell me? Yeah, the barbecue. I, I go medium on the sauce, not too heavy, not too light. Brushed on. <laughs> oh, my God. I agree with Edward. It's like, you need to tell this girl that you have a girlfriend. I'm, I 100% I agree. You owe it to your girlfriend, Tammy, and you owe it to this girl, to be honest. Kate's like, hey, Rick, you want to come out to dinner with us? It's like, yeah, but then you'd have to wait for him to get changed and everything. But he's like, no, uh, Rick's been invited to a barbecue. Because before Kate comes out, Rick's saying, like, oh, me and Tammy, or not me and Tammy, me and, oh, gosh, Donna, 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 you know, I, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> He says that he and Donna, they went surfing, water skiing, and walked on the beach, ate ice cream, held hands, all that fun stuff. Couple-y kind of stuff that you would, the other, yeah. So, I guess he's also been invited to a barbecue, which he feels guilty. He's like, I promised Tammy I wouldn't even look at another girl. I'm like, well, you're doing more than looking. You're spending time with a girl. Doesn't always seem like in books about teenagers during the summer or TV shows they go away with their family they meet someone even though they're dating somebody back home and there's always this kind of thing coming up you know how they're like oh we need to shake this relationship off it's too perfect it's like no dad I know I should be honest and tell her about my girlfriend but I so Edward and Kate leave, thank goodness, because she needs to get her mind off of work and on Edward. <laughs> yeah. Donna comes by, says she wants to tell Rick something. I thought she was going to say that she had a boyfriend. But no, she's like, you know, I've just been really, it's such a boring summer, you know, reading books and just being bored. And then you come into my life and it's just really great. And then she kisses him. And she's like, oh, what do you want to talk about? And he's like, um, the sauce. I, for the barbecue, I, I just, I don't go heavy on the sauce. Just nice, light, you know, brushed on. Yeah. Oh, Edward put on a shirt. <laughs> but Kate is finally relaxing and enjoying the sun. And I'm sure they have, like, gallons of sunscreen on so they won't get skin cancer what kind of beach chairs do you like do you like the ones that have like where you can just recline where it's got like where your legs basically your whole body is lifted up or do you just like a chair where your feet are in the sand oh that hot hot sand oh boy Ooh. it's always that <laughs> the trek is always the worst part having to take everything and walk to a spot on the beach walking through the hot hot sand in your feet this that sand gets really really hot hey he got rid of that dorky umbrella hat do they even make umbrella hats anymore 
They do have umbrella hats. You can get one for like, oh, there's a pack of two. You can get them for 10 bucks or 22 or 14 or five. That one looks like it's going to be garbage. They're all like rainbow colored, which is cool, but, oh, that's just a hat hat. Oh, that's kind of weird. It's like you have to wear like a, it's a wearable hands-free umbrella hat. Well, if you stick it on your head, oh my gosh, what is this? Suncap fishing hats with face mask. Oh, that must be made for today's. Oh, that's a kind. Oh, that's kind of cool. So if it rains, your head is. Oh, this person's head is really covered. Wow. If you guys want an umbrella hat to keep the sun off your face, you can find a bunch, a big selection on Amazon. Edward is just like soaking up this like completely relaxed in case of gosh I really needed to relax I'm like yeah think I bet you enjoyed this night <laughs> yeah get some <laughs> okay guys okay we get it yep husband and wife time yep <laughs> Edward's got this grin on his face like oh yeah we don't need to know what you two did I'm sure you had the time of your lives being totally relaxed. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was talking about the dinner. Uh-huh. Bet you were. Speaking of the phone, it's right there on the table between the two of you. I bet it's going to ring any second. Oh, they actually made time to go on a fishing boat? Cool. I prefer it if it were a yacht. Or a pontoon boat. She must have been pretty distracted. She couldn't even remember that they were on a fishing boat. She first like, oh, you mean a yacht? Like, no, it was a fishing boat. Edward's reading one of those yellowed paged paperbacks that you probably get at, like, a Walgreens for, like, under six bucks. I still have it. My dad, um, when we go to the beach, would always bring this, uh, it was missing the cover, but he'd always bring that Lonesome Dove paperback with him. And when I was going through, you know, his, his nightstand and stuff, and I saw it there, I'm like, I'm taking this. I, I'm going to, this, I'm because I would always, you know, remember him reading that. I'm like, I'm going to bring it with. That's, that I wanted to keep, hold on to that. Dad was big into Lonesome Dove. Really, really big into it. I've never seen it all the way through, but Jeremy's seen it, like, multiple times. You could probably even quote a good portion of it, too. She was on the phone talking to Dexter from ship to shore for two hours. This is ridiculous. This is a vacation. I like Kate's bikini. It's really nice. It's a strapless uh, two-piece. She's like, all I was doing was tending to some teensy details. I thought we were going to let Dexter handle all that stuff. You're telling me that Dexter doesn't know how long that equipment has been uh, depreciated? For? He should have all that information. My gosh. She rented a Xerox machine, guys. She means business. Sorry, I'm still looking at uh, Joel's chest. <laughs> She's like, no, it was a typewriter, but that's all behind me. I'm like, yeah, right. As soon as that phone rings, your hand is going to be on it so fast. So it looks like they got some suntan lotion. They got some burned aloe vera gel. And the way that, because she's stretching her hand to kind of touch his arm. And in doing so, it's like you're knocking that aloe vera to the side. She's like, watch where you're putting your arm there, sweetie. 
Oh my gosh, guys, save it for the bedroom. Tonight we're gonna have another great evening. It's like, okay, down girl. I, I get it, but down girl. He's like, oh, another nice dinner? And she's like, oh yeah, that too. <laughs> lobsters. Oh, fresh wine chilling and some lobster. I'm not a lobster person. I've tried it. And I just, I don't know, to me, lobster just tastes kind of bland. Just, it just, yeah, I know you can put it in that butter stuff and whatnot. It's just, it just, I don't know. I think people just have to be, have an acquired taste for it. You like it or you don't. I mean, I don't like, really care for it, Cam. However, however, and I know you're all going to disagree, say that's not real lobster. And no, it probably isn't. Back when Long John Silver's had those lobster bites, those I liked. And you're like, that's not real lobster. I'm like, I know it's not real lobster, but I like that. So, yeah. Yeah, right. She's like, oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to check on that wine. I'm like, uh-huh. More like, the phone's, the phone is there, right? I saw that phone like a hot second ago. It is there. So what is she, what is she doing? I mean, the phone's there, so we know she's not going to call uh, Dexter. And we know that um, she's not going to pop a birth control pill because, you know, I'm sure at one point she'll want to. I know you're probably like, gosh, you're still harping on them having a baby after all these seasons. I'm like, hey, they brought it up when they're, when he, before he proposed about her biological clock. I know. I'm still like, I want them to have a baby, even though it's the final season. I want them to have a baby. Feel your skin baking in the heat. I really needed to relax. What did I tell you? Mm. I sure enjoyed last night. I guess you did. I was talking about our dinner. Oh, yeah, that was nice too. <laughs> See what happens when I get you away from the phone. Well, I've been very good today. Yeah, except for this morning. When we were out on that yacht? On well, a yacht? It was a fishing boat. <laughs> oh, that's what that smell was. Oh my gosh, he doesn't even remember it. We were in the cabin talking to Dexter on the ship to shore for two hours. Well, all I was doing was tending to some teensy details. Yeah, right. Teensy details? Kate, you rented a Xerox machine. <laughs> it was a typewriter, but that is all behind me. I am totally yours. Hmm. Yeah. Tonight we're gonna have another great evening. Another nice dinner? Oh, that too. Mmm. Mm. I've got some nice wine chilling and I picked up two fresh lobsters. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Sounds good. I I'll be right back. I wanna check on that wine. Yeah, right. Where are you really going? <laughs> Are you serious? Hello, Miss Angelo's a pizzeria. What do you want? <laughs> no, it's an okay here. We got anchovy, pepperoni, provolone. Sorry, no okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Don't bury the. Oh my god. That's great. So when she trips over it and hurts her ankle, you'll be to blame. Fresh corn on the cob for dinner tonight. Ooh, yum! Yeah. 
I want some. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, he did. You're on vacation. We're in a good spot for one. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's it. No, no don't put it back on the sand. Really? Really. No Dexter, no telephone. Well, good. Mm. It's just going to be you and me and Fred and Ethel. Huh? Oh, the lobsters. Yeah, the phone rings while Kate's in the beach house. Edward puts on some Italian accent and pretend to be a pizza place. Then he buries the phone in the sand. Kate comes out and is like, where's my phone? Because the second he buries it and she comes out, she's hearing it. Like, Did you bury my phone? And she starts digging on all fours. He's like, honey, look at yourself. You're like an animal. You sound like one. And then finally Kate realizes, like, oh my gosh. I'm acting like an animal. I need a vacation. I'm like, you're on vacation. So I think she had to do that to realize just, like, you need to just take, just chill. Let Dexter, that's what Dexter's there for, to help with the tiny details. Every, oh my god. The whole point of him doing, handling the little details was so that way she would be able to actually have a vacation. So, of course, let's get back to Rick and his, uh, girl trouble. <laughs> hey, boy, just a good fishing trip. Yeah, you guys get up way too early. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you have a good time with Donna last night? Yeah. Did you manage to tell her about your girlfriend, Tammy? No. Well, well yes and no. Yes and no? Yes, I wanted to. No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're only going to be here another week or so, right? Right. And after that, I'm probably never going to see Don again. Telling her about Tammy's only going to hurt her. I don't want to do that. Oh, fuck, Yeah, really, you're lying to her. Thanks. <laughs> now, by seeing Donna, you won't be hurting Tammy? Yeah, really, you're technically... cruel enough to tell her. You're cheating on your girlfriend, technically. Dad, you just don't understand anymore. Services on my plate. Oh, oh, oh boy. 
Now that I've decided to relax, uh, I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off of me. Uh-huh. Mm. You sure you don't care who that was on the phone? No, I don't care if it was the office. I don't care if it was Dexter. I don't even care if it was Canton Imports. Canton Imports? You mean the people who can distribute Eddie toys all over China? China, Schmina. <laughs> no, no. Now, don't hold the cheese here, Kate. We're talking about one billion potential customers. <laughs> I'll deal with them when we get home. Honey, that's almost two weeks away. We could lose the account. Oh, my gosh. Edward, chill. We'll call him back. We'll tell him we were in a, I don't know, a, a, a conference. Dear, quick, sound like an office. Plug up the sand. Throw the darn thing in the ocean. Nope, use one of the house. Edward, come back here and relax this instant. So yeah, turns out Rick's like, well, we're only going to be here another week, so I don't see what the, why should I even tell Donna? I mean, Hemi's never going to know. Because Edward's like, well, Rick, did you tell Donna about your girlfriend? And Rick's like, well, like, yes and no. Yes, I wanted to. No, I didn't. So basically, it boils down to, you're technically cheating on your girlfriend. No ifs, ands, or buts. And Rick's like, well, Dad, you just don't get it. It's like, what's to get? You're dating a girl at home. You meet a girl on the beach. You go out. You kiss her. You're going to... Uh, that's cheating. I get it. He's a teenager, and they don't need to be monogamous. But, my God, that's still cheating. You're in a relationship with someone enough to call them your significant other, your girlfriend, whatever... That's, and you meet someone else, you're like, oh, well, don't worry, my girlfriend will never know what happens at the beach house stays at the beach house, or Cape Cod. It's like, that's still cheating at the end of the day. I'm sorry, I don't care if you're 17 or 16 or 35 or 24 or whatever. That's still cheating. He's a cheater. But, of course, Kate is just like, we work at work, I'm done going crazy over this. And she mentions that, like, the uh, the import service that's going to be distributing stuff all over the place that they're using. And Edward's like, wait a minute, no. They're the one, oh my gosh. And he's freaking, now he's freaking out. Digging up the phone in the sandwich never should have been there in the first place. And he's like, oh, so clogged the sand. I'm like, well, that's on YouTube. He's like, I'm going to go use the phone in the house. And Kate's like, Edward, get back here and relax. Like, well, you wasted a week. So, <laughs> yeah. Now the tables have turned. Now the situation's flipped. Now Kate's trying to relax and Edward's a nervous wreck. So Rick's hanging out and guess who shows up? Tammy. Aw, Tammy, his girlfriend's there. Oh boy, you are in some trouble. I love how there's champagne sitting there and he hasn't even touched it, even though, I mean, we know he's underage, but still.
Something, maybe a surfing magazine. 
And guess who comes out to visit him? It's Tammy. Oh, that's so sweet of her. And he's like, oh my gosh, Tammy, what are you doing here? I thought you had to work. She's like, well, I got the weekend off and my brother, like, was coming out here anyway. So I just, yeah, I thought I'd come and see you. She's like, where can I change in my bathing suit? And he's like, oh, there's a gas station like a mile or so up the road. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So she goes in the house to change into her bathing suit. And then, of course, here comes Donna wanting to go surfing. And Rick, of course, fakes a knee injury. Oh, my knee, I twisted it. How do you twist your knee? I don't know. <laughs> but he's like, hey, look, I don't like girls to see me in pain, okay? I don't like them to see me wince. And he's like, oh. So he's like, hey, my board's there. Why don't you go surfing without me? She's like, oh, okay. And then she goes back. And then Tammy comes out in her bathing suit. Like, hey, let's go, um to let's go over there to the beach and Rick's like no 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 let's go over here it's more private and she's like but there's nobody there it's like yeah we can be alone she's like but it's all gross and icky over here Ugh. so of course she goes to get ice because he twisted his knee and then Donna comes back with the Monopoly board like hey let's play Monopoly oh there's no dice she's like I want to take care of you he's like mmm of course, when she comes back with the dice and Tammy comes back with the ice, Rick is, uh, she's like, who is she? Oh, you said you'd never look at another girl while you're on vacation, huh? And she, like, takes that beach chair and just rams it right into his foot. And she leaves. And then Donna, of course, we see this little boy with a metal sand pail. She takes it. Dumps it on Rick's head. Of course it's filled with water. I thought it was going to be filled with sand. And she just, uh, yeah, he's Sand's girlfriend's now. Way to go, Rick. You should have just been honest. See what happens when you're not honest? You get caught in a lie by two prospective ladies who will now think you're total slime and have a, uh, more of a judgmental outlook when it comes to what guys they want to go out with in the future. Great. Always be wondering if the guy that they're with, because of you, is cheating on them. Yeah. Great. Alright, let's get back home and see how uh, uh, everything fared with uh, the Taiwan, the, um, the imports and all that. Hopefully it's all good. You? Me? Me? They had a lot of mail. President, that's for Rick. <laughs> Welcome back, you beach bums and buddies. <laughs> so tell me all about your trip. Don't skip anything, least of all those bikinis. <laughs> well, we took loads of pictures and brought back tons of souvenirs. Really? Great. When can I see them? As soon as you help me unload the car. <laughs> Not again. Why don't you get Richard to do those manual things? That's our children. Who got he found another girlfriend? He's on the phone trying to patch things up with his girlfriend. What happened this time? I'll tell you all about it while we unload the car. Uh. <laughs> Hi, Kate. Hi, how's it going? Terrific. I explained the whole thing to Tammy. I used psychology, logic, and flattery. When that didn't work, I begged. Uh, <laughs> I can't resist the guy that begged. Once again. Oh, that's nice. She's coming over right now to make it official. Mm hmm. Looks like she can hardly wait. Kate, they He's gonna throw something in his face. Hi, I'm 
I'm Cheryl. We just moved in next door. I saw you drive up, and I thought I'd come over and say hi. That girl looks like oh, no, Play-Doh, but not. All right, so Edward and Kate are going through all the mail that they received over two weeks. So was that sitting in their mailbox, or did they do a mail stop? I know it's 1986. I mean, nowadays, if you go on vacation, you can just go to, like, the USPS and do a mail stop. And then that way, you know, start it back up when you come back. So, of course, he worked everything out with Tammy. You know, he used some psychology and on a statement. Basically, she took him back because he begged. Like, she's coming over because we're going to make it official as he pops some, uh, sprays a couple shots of Banaka in his mouth. Of course, the doorbell rings, and look who it is. It's another girl, a girl named Cheryl, who just moved down the road. Moved next door, and of course Rick's like, "Oh, not again!" It's like, dude, you don't have. To... <sighs> I mean, I get it. Tammy, from now on, if she's gonna be with Rick, is gonna be like, like, wow, was he talking to that other girl? What's he doing with that other girl? She's gonna have trust issues going on to any further relationship. Donna too. I feel bad for them, Rick. You're being ugh. I get it. You're like, he's a teenage boy. That's not an excuse. I don't care if he's a teenage boy. You don't do that to people. All you gotta do is say to this girl, Cheryl, say, hi, it's nice to meet you. My girlfriend is coming over, so if you could just thank you. Yeah, just make it laugh. I have a girlfriend. I'm not interested. It's nice to meet you. I could be your friend, but nothing more. And of course, Dexter doesn't want to help Edward unload the car. So, because they... Took pictures? Who took pictures? Who took pictures on this trip? I saw no pictures being taken. What? On the on the yacht? On the fishing boat? On the drive to Cape Cod? On the drive home from Cape, Cape Cod? The inside of the beach house? They bought a bunch of souvenirs. They probably bought it on the day before they went back. So, yeah. We didn't see that second week of vacation. And Edward's like, yeah, Dexter, I'll tell you all about it if you help me unload the car. Like, uh, hey, what happened with Rick and his girlfriend? I'll tell you all about that as we unload the car. Like, oh, and that's the episode, everybody. That's how it ends. I love this one. There is nothing wrong with it. Five out of five trains. <clears throat> Simple silver spoonful. One for Rick. B honest with your girlfriend and just say there's nothing between me and this other girl she was just there i was there we were hanging out nothing more just keep it yeah honestly and for um kate leave work at work dexter was there to take care of the little teeny tiny details let him do that okay that's his job but it's so funny how Edward is trying to get Kate to, like, not think about work and relax, and then it turns out it flipped, and then he's the one who's like, oh my gosh, the import company that we're using, if we don't call them back, we could lose this account. All right, let's talk about what the next two episodes are going to be. We're going to have season five, episode six, entitled Rick Moves Out. October 20th, 1986 is when it aired. Rick moves into the guest house for some privacy. Ugh. But that's easier said than done when friends and str strangers, really strangers, consider it home away from home. Oh my goodness. 
All right, and the next one is going to be Season 5, Episode 7, Man to Man, which aired on October 27, 1986. Edward doesn't feel like celebrating his birthday, so if he turned 40 in Season 3, then that means he's turning 42. So he doesn't feel like celebrating his birthday after Rick beats him at tennis for the first time, and Kate struggles to learn Japanese for an overseas conference. Edward, dude, you are 42, dude, relax. I get it, 42 back in 1986 probably felt like closer to like 52. I don't know, but after I saw his nice taut tummy and his nice, nice chest, I'm like, dude, you still gotta go on, don't you worry. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like, I like both the episodes. I like both of these episodes. They're so good. I am loving season five right now. I'm loving it. So, all right. I'll be back with Rick Moves Out and Man to Man next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.